All right, Boats, whenever you want to kick it off. Let's fight. Oh, okay. I, I don't get the, the intro for anything. No. No, I, I like I like oh, editing yeah. that in oh. afterwards versus... No, that's fine. That's cool. You want to be a second-rate podcast? Welcome to the Windy City Benders Podcast. Presented by Beer League Talk with your hosts, Noe, Poetsy, Jerem, and Tanner. Fuck you, Poetsy. All right, everybody, welcome <laughs> into a beautiful Sunday morning edition of the Windy City Bender Podcast, presented by Beer League Talk. It is off. Uh, Beautiful 60-something degrees outside. It's about 9.30 in the morning. Uh, and I'm just excited because it seems like summer's finally here, y'all. Mm. And I'm sick of being cold all the time. So um, we are with uh, episode 57, the uh, Trevor Van Reemstek. Uh Along with me is Jerem over in Orland Park. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing fine. And Tanner downtown how you doing buddy what's up what's going on no no this week he's uh, out in texas attending to a family matter so thinking about him right now um but uh this uh this episode in itself should probably be a bit shorter not too much is going on other than playoffs i think next week we might have a little bit more to talk about once uh once the world starts uh those begin i believe on the 10th so um also, but yeah, just gonna kind of be wrapping up too. So yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, gonna jump, uh, gonna jump right into. It. We also have a really, really awesome interview coming up for you guys. Um, really, really cool guy uh, with um, uh, Chicago Blackhawk Warriors. Uh, gonna come on and talk a little bit about uh, that organization and uh, kind of his life. So. Um, Really excited to have Brian on. So, um, jumping into yeah. playoffs. Let's get into it. <laughs> playoffs. Where? Let's start with uh, well. Let's start with the series that's already over. Because yeah. what a joke! I will say what I am excited for, though, increasingly so, is that the Storm Surge Stanley Cup final celebration. That's what I'm starting to get really fucking pumped up for because that's going to be uh, an absolute show and a half. I mean, it's just a Stanley Cup celebration. Like every team does it at the end of the year. <laughs> like when you win the cup. <laughs> no, what do they just it's take? It's going to be different because I want them to do something different because of the storm surge. I thought they were going to do something now that they won a series on home ice. I thought they were going to do something, uh, but they didn't, and I was upset. What if they just take like the best of every surge that they did throughout the year? And just every player does one of it during the cup final. <laughs> it's just a compilation. That would be hilarious. Like <laughs> that would be good. hilarious. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Carolina, though, Jesus, just just rolling. Well, you know what? Give credit where credit is due because they are, they're hurt, they're banged up, but they are still just flying. And they are a confident hockey team right now. I think that is the main thing with them is they're confident as hell. Oh yeah. Peter Morazic goes down and Curtis Macklin, he has to take over halfway through game two. Very easily. That bench could have just been like, Oh Jesus, what are we going to do now? 
I thought they were, you know, we were going to be done. TBR. Yeah, they lost TBR and yeah. Mrazic in the same game. I thought that was it for them. Mm-hmm. They lost TBR. They lost Sveshikov. They lost Martinuk. They lost Mrazic. They had four big guys down at one time. And they still just kept on plugging away, plugging through, didn't care. Um, I will say there were guys like Cable Terabinen. They stepped up. They yeah. stepped up in those times that they needed them. Cable was incredible. Sebastian Ajo is um, an absolute mutant. He's a star. Guy's incredible. Is it? Is it? Am I the only one that watching Tavo do as well as he's doing these playoffs, and it like it hurts a little bit each time that? Oh we, yeah, of course. That we gave up that for a one year of bad Bickle contract. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it sucks, but I mean at the same time, I mean we don't make that trade. We probably don't end up getting Panarin. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, granted, we screwed the pooch on that one as well, but you know, <laughs> Stay at least we had the something up. There, you know, what? absolutely. So, um, I got a stat for you. I just couldn't. Go ahead. What? Yeah, suck a Tanner. <laughs> I don't even know what stats are, man. Islanders are the first team to be swept to sweep one series, and then be swept in the following series for the first time since 1993, and that was the Buffalo Sabers that did it. That's such a Sabers thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> How? Oh yeah. That is a huge Sabers thing to do. Does, does Carolina like continue the streak and like they get swept next round too? That's another thing I saw too. Did you see like Carolina's playoff history? No. That's crazy. Yeah, the so they went every to every time. Go ahead. Every time they've been in the playoffs, they've gone to at least the conference finals. Oh, so they're 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 four uh-huh. for four now going to the conference finals in their playoff history. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Two of them were Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. Two thousand two, they made it to the uh, Stanley Cup final, lost to Detroit. Two thousand six, they went to the final one. Oh nine, they went to the conference final and lost to Pittsburgh, and then this year, uh, then they're there now. Hmm. That's that's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. Honestly, it's that barn. It's it's their arena. Those people go fucking crazy. They might not have the greatest fans when they're not doing well, but (laughs) once they start to do well and they're in the playoffs, that place goes absolutely insane. Well, we hear like all the stories about their owner, like the crazy owner, you know, not wanting to pay for her mm-hmm. cell phone and all that. And then they, sh- for the first time, I actually saw what he looks like. He's a young dude. I was expecting like yeah. an older guy. That blew my mind. No, he's, he's almost like Dubas age. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. I mean, he's still ridiculous on some oh, yeah. things that he's putting through, but. It's working. <laughs> hey, look at where I got him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I just, I, I still can't believe that it was a sweep, though. The Islanders <laughs> were playing so well. They were playing so well. And all the stupid idiots saying that the reason they lost the series was because they were playing at the Barclays Center and not Nassau Coliseum is hilarious. Yeah. I understand <laughs> it's going to end up playing a factor yeah. in it that you're not playing in the arena that's like, the one that you play the best in, but also at the same time, that's not the reason why you guys lost. 
<laughs> if that's the reason why you lost, you probably shouldn't be a playoff hockey team. Yeah, it's probably like, you know, not scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, not scoring goals. Uh, I mean, half the goals that they scored in the series went off of Carolina players. <laughs> they didn't even score half of their goals. Doesn't matter how it goes in, just if it goes in or not. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They scored six goals I in thought, four games. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so then literally three of them then went off of a Carolina player. Outshot or outscored 13 to six. Jesus. I did feel, uh, I did feel bad for Robin Leonard in that, uh, in that fourth game getting pulled after just being left out to dry. Mm. And then he has to sit out in the crowd with Carolina hurricane fans, not even with his team on the bench, <laughs> but like in the corner amongst all the hurricane fans. Like what, I'd be in the locker room so fast. I would not sit there. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Just not feeling that at all. No way. Get out of here with that. But how, I don't know. And then last thing before we want to move on to that series, how about <laughs> Dougie Hamilton making oh, sure yeah. he wins the oh, game yeah. of tag? Hilarious. Did the head tap. God, that mm-hmm. was so funny. That's hilarious. I'm not a big Dougie Hamilton guy, but I thought that was pretty hilarious. Did you see the, I sh- the hurricane um, season was over? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, uh, that look that he got shot after he tapped the head was so funny too. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So Carolina awaits the uh, the winner of the Columbus Boston series, which is now going to go to Game Six in Columbus, uh, Boston. Saturday night pulled out a crazy four to three win in regulation, where they had a two to nothing uh, two to nothing lead over Columbus and then Columbus came back and got one from Seth Jones. Yep. Wasn't the greatest of goals, to be quite honest with you, from Tuka. I mean it was just a bad angle shot on the goal line, squeaked in. Um right after that, Boston comes down on a four on one. I've never seen that in playoff hockey before in my life. <laughs> a four on one cashes in. David Pasternak. Uh, makes it three to one, and then Brian Zingle, with an absolute roof job, makes it three to two. Columbus ends up tying it three three about a minute later, and for sure we're going to overtime at this point. For sure, we got like four minutes left to go in the game. Back and forth, really exciting stuff, and then David Pasternak comes down, makes it four to three, boss with like a minute and ten seconds left. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, like I was saying to you guys earlier, it's just insane while I was at work. I'm just like trying to keep an eye on the game and it's two nothing for the longest time and then all of a sudden it's two one and I was like, Hell yeah and then I do something, turn back, I'm like, now it's three one I was like, What the fuck? And then <laughs> go mm-hmm. do something, turn around again and it's three three and I was like, What is happening? What is happening right now? <laughs> this is bananas. Sergei Bobrovsky made some of the most incredible saves I've ever seen in this hockey game. He was so good in this game. Did you see the stat? Which is weird to say. About no. uh, he has six playoff wins this year, and his career he has five playoff wins. He has five. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, Making sure he's played. Um, it's weird to say that he he was playing so well yesterday because. Two of the four goals that he gave up were not great no. at all. The first one, 
was just a swing and a miss. I forgot who shot it. I think it was Krejci. Uh, just it, he whiffed on the shot and just rolled through his five hole, going like half a mile an hour, mm. and he just missed it. Um, and that that third goal, albeit it was a, a four on one, he didn't even move. <laughs> he was off his angle. He didn't even move. It just beat him block your side. So I was kind of confused on that. And the same thing with Tuka. Also, now that I think about it, two of the three goals that he gave up were not great, and he played really well all the way through. <clears throat> yeah, he's been he's been really really good these last few games. Okay. Like Columbus has been all over him, and then Tuka's just been like brick wall. Yeah. Should be interesting to see what uh, what kind of effort Columbus brings out. Uh, game six, back at home, back up against the wall. If history shows us anything, it's not going to end well for them. <laughs> um, but I mean, this is definitely they've, they've shown us that this is a, def- a, a different team than years past in Columbus. So yeah, I, I, I could definitely see them. I could def- definitely see them forcing this to a game seven, coming out oh, and just yeah. blazing. Yeah. Do you think? Boston might get a little ahead of themselves looking at like, oh, we got Carolina next round if we win this. Or do you think that they're- No, they're too No, they're too experienced of a team to think too far ahead like that, I feel. And I think they know that Columbus is like a legitimate hockey team now. You know, they're not here to fuck around. I mean, if this was the first round, maybe. Yeah. Um but now that Columbus has gotten to the second round, they even had Boston back up against the wall a little bit. They know that they're not there to just for shits and gigs. How about uh, towards his presser, though, at the end? Did you guys see that? No, I, I didn't see anything with this game. I was so fucking rattled with the derby, so I kind of, like, <laughs> turned off TV for the day. In the fetal position in the corner of your room. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, John Tortorella was saying that um, everything happens. He goes, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, you know, this game just wasn't meant to be ours. We'll be back here for game seven. And one of the reporters came back and was just like, so you think that you guys are going to be back here for game seven? He goes, no, no, we will be back here for game seven. <laughs> we will absolutely be back here for game seven. So then that same reporter kept on like saying, okay, so you think you're going to be back here? And Torch was like, no, we will be back here for game seven. <laughs> he ended up just getting up and leaving. <laughs> I know. I know he doesn't have a lot That's of such fans. A torts thing. He, I know he doesn't have a lot of fans, but, but he God, hasn't done I that in a while. Fucking, so I'm, I'm happy yeah. I fucking love torts. Still got that in him. Still got it. Yeah. yeah. Still That's got it. Fun. Yeah. Um, that should be fun to watch, though. Yeah. Game six will be in like insane, Which pretty intense stuff. I think tomorrow. I saw a video of uh, Nationwide Arena last night, Saturday night, uh, while the game was going on in Boston. They sold it out. They had the, the game on the Jumbotron. Oh, yeah. And they sold out the arena. And people were going nuts inside. I'm sure, especially when they tied it 3 3. It was probably yeah. just banana lands. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Drew? Uh, I thought you were saying something. No. I cut you off. Yeah, figure well, it out. Fucking figure yeah, it out. Figure it out. Um, I would love to go to a game there, a playoff okay. game out at Nationwide Arena. That place looks like it's, it's jumping. Yeah. Um, I don't know yeah. about next year. Next year, they're not going to have yeah. much of a team. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, say no. this is going to probably be like the the hot, fastest like build up and then build down in a matter of a season with this Blue Jacket team. Yeah. Well, 
That's why this is it. Yeah. This is the year that you got to get it done. Yeah. Okay. I did see some stupid fans talking about uh, Panarin and Bob. They're like, oh, they're going to stay. Look how much fun they're having. They're going to stay. Absolutely. They're going to stay. They're going to sign. I was like, she's telling me that both of them are going to sign. You're going to keep the shame. And you're still going to have money left over? Yeah. yeah. Where's what are you all, talking about? money coming from? Well, yeah. You guys are high as a kite. They're both gone. Unless they no can move, what. unless they can move Columbus to a beach, I don't think Panarin's staying. Yeah. Unless they legally change the name to the Florida Panthers, <laughs> I don't think it's happening. Florida Panthers of Columbus. Yeah, let's see. Um, what's, what's their cap even look like? Yeah, they're like not great. Space. It's not great. No. And then, I mean, the cap's only going up till about 83, I believe, was yeah, the last and projection. Panarin and Duchesne both make only six mil, I think. Yeah. Panarin's uh, going to go double digits. Oh, yeah. I think Panarin's, uh, Panarin's going to get double digits. I think Duchesne will probably get um, around eight, nine. Yeah. 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 That sounds right. So, tough. Tough for Columbus. Have fun now while you can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I just realized that they're paying Alexander Wenberg four point nine million. Yikes. Oh God! For same guy been a healthy scratch for half the series. Yeah. Ugh. For the next four years after this year. Jesus, yeah. that's still. a tough contract. Yeah. Um, speaking of being in a tough salary cap situation, the sal- uh, San Jose Sharks. Yeah. Uh, no. They are going to be in some deep trouble, but they're rolling right now. Yeah, they are rolling right now. They are up three games to two, going into Colorado. Um, that was a a really good hockey game last night. I'm not sure if you guys were able to catch any of that. Um, Unable to. San Jose in the first period was so dominant. The pucks did not leave the Colorado zone the entire the entire period. It was a uh, complete 180 from whatever the hell they were smoking in game four. <laughs> and they dominated the first period. Couldn't score. Well, actually, they did, and it got called back on a ridiculous call. Um, it was, uh, I believe, Timo Meyer was going to the net. And um, one of the Colorado defensemen, I can't remember who it was, lifted his stick into the face of Nico Rotman. And I honest to God on that la- on the last look that they gave us, it looked like it didn't even hit Rotman. He just went down like sack status. <laughs> and they scored on that rush. Like literally a second later they scored. And they called it a goal. And then they all started to meet up around the the referee uh by the penalty boxes. And um they were talking about it. They went on the headsets and they called up to Toronto. It, I apparently what they were doing is they were telling Toronto that there was a penalty being called and that they had to bring the the goal back. So they were just kind of bringing Toronto up to speed. But um, nobody's arm was up in the air. Hmm. Nobody's arm was up in the air calling a penalty or anything like that. They just called it back. So Colorado gets a power play. The goal gets taken away from San Jose. And to top it all off, Nico Rotten, the guy who got his nose lopped off, apparently was out there for the power play to start. 
I would have been furious as a San Jose fan if they would have scored on that power play, which they almost did a couple of times. So, so kind of like um, as, as angry as a Vegas fan, maybe? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> My team is still in the playoffs at that point. Officiating um, has been so bad this playoff. Like, I just... Yeah, officiating has been... It's been weird. Um, it's almost like they're they're afraid to make a mistake now. Yeah. And they're, like, overdoing it, yeah. I think. Like, oh, being overly yeah. cautious because they don't want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. But then it's like you're exactly. trying to catch everything. You're catching things that don't really matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So, um, talking about Marty Jones real quick. Do you guys realize that since he got pulled in game four against um, Vegas, he's thrown up. A 194 goals against and a 936 save percentage. Jesus, that's pretty good. (laughs) That's not too bad. Before that, he he was at like an 830 something save percentage in four games. What a turnaround! Talk about a wake up call. What a ridiculous turnaround. Yeah, that's like playing playing like the goalie you need. mm -hmm. And great timing too, because I mean he was shit in the regular season as well. Hey, did just enough to get him there. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, the only goaltenders who are better than him right now are Tuka Rask with a 938 save percentage and Curtis freaking McElhenney with a 947. Hey, and again, Bishop. to be fair, he's McElhenney's only been two and a quarter game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, just crazy how well he's been playing lately. Um, and on the other end, Grubauer has been incredible as well. Oh, yeah. He's been outstanding. Yeah, he posted a um, shutout in, uh, what, game four? Yep. Posted a shutout in game four. And he was unreal in, uh, in game five as well, kept a minute. So, uh, really nice goalie battle going on in that series, which nobody thought was going to end up happening. <laughs> a goalie battle. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. What are the chances? Um. Was yeah, all the, going back was all the to, players uh, that you have in that series too, like Nathan yeah, I know Eric Carlson, like Logan Couture yeah. is like on a tear ever since that game seven. Like Logan Couture, yeah, thirteen points in the playoffs, leading the league goals. with nine goals. Nine goals. Carlson, probably the best. Carlson is eleven assists. Eleven he also assists. Probably, there we go. He Sorry. also probably has one of the best sellies too, with the with the yeah. little hand twirl and a bow. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, uh, is this San Jose Shark team looking more like the team that we thought they were going to be in the beginning of the season when they got Carlson? Or are they still yeah, kind of disappointing? They're, they're looking even better than the San Jose Shark team that went to the final three years ago. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, the I mean, Sharks Thomas, in position is like the Blue Jackets. Like this is like the time to get it done. Yeah, this is it. This is the best chance you're going to get. And then they have, like, they're playing for Pavelski, too. And, like, that's driving them. And in a, way, like in, even, in, a way, in a way, they're playing for Thornton, too, to get him his cup. Yeah. So it's like they got yeah. that double double duty there to just try to motivate them to keep going. It was really cool last night. They had uh, Pavelski down by, uh, down by the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they put him up on the jumbotron. He was swinging his tunnel around and the fans were going nuts. The boys on the bench were going crazy. So 
Um, That's got to feel it good. It seems like he's he's doing pretty well. I don't know if he's coming back anytime soon, but um, but not only is Logan Couture bringing it to the Sharks, Thomas Hurdle is as well. Oh, mm-hmm. eight goals. He's second in the league. It's not too bad. <laughs> not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. Um, I don't know. What What are your guys' thoughts on this series? I know you you haven't seen a lot of it at all, but I mean, did you guys think that it was going to be that much, this much of a back and forth battle? No. I mean, I kind of expected like Colorado to not just go down easily. Like every time I see Colorado scores a goal, I'm like looking at the stats and like I go, it's probably Nate McKinnon. I pop, I pop it up. And it's like Nate McKinnon. <laughs> exactly. Nate McKinnon. Yep. <laughs> exactly what I thought. It's like either him yeah. like, scoring or getting an assist. And it's just like, obviously like I've, I've been saying the whole playoffs. I'm like, he's not going to let this team die. Like <laughs> he will, he will kill himself to, keep going like it's in it's crazy mckinnon's goal in i think it was game three when he took the puck at center ice and then just skated all around the neutral zone went up on that that near side wing and just cruised in and ripped a shot locker side on uh, uh marty jones was electrifying like just <laughs> watching him pick up the puck i was like oh my god oh my god it's happening things are happening oh my god things are happening he's insane yeah. He's so good. So good. Would you guys say that he's almost, I wouldn't say underrated, maybe undervalued in the NHL? Uh, I mean, I, you guess? I don't know. I feel like people don't talk about him as much as they probably should be. Uh, I feel like he, he gets a lot of recognition. I mean, he's put up like ninety-seven points and ninety-nine points the last two years. Like, people know about him. <laughs> yeah, well, people know about him, but like, I feel like he should be getting the, the kind of treatment, or I don't know, as like somebody. I don't know. I just feel like he's not getting as much as he probably should be. Like, I feel like he should be up there with like the the Marshans and like the uh, the Canes of the world. And I mean, like, no, the Martians. Fuck Martian. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like value to to the league. Well, I yeah, guess. no, I've seen I've seen like things online where it's like, where where do you put Nate McKinnon in, in like the top players? It's like, does he slide into the top five? And a lot of people are like, hell yeah, yeah in the mean, top five. I mean, I don't think he's. I mean, he was just nominated for the Heart last year. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's like I think that's true. I forgot he was nominated for the heart. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely yeah. talked about. I mean, there's I forgot who was saying it, but uh, there was like an al- analysis that was like, "Oh, he's the top one of the top three players in the NHL. Like he's always being plugged in up there with the McDavid's and all that." So it's like I think he's I think yeah. he's right where he he needs to be, kind of thing. Like when it comes to recognition, if, especially for playing in Colorado. Yeah. He's perfectly underrated. Yeah. Perfectly underrated. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, Last moving year. on to uh, Dallas and uh, Dallas and St. Louis. This one is probably the nastiest of all four. There is some bad, bad blood going on within this series. That's because everyone hates St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty great. Um, I will say. 
I, as much as I am rooting for the Dallas Stars, if I see someone else flop like an asshole, oh, I'm going to lose my mind. Fucking yeah. Bishop, too, with that. What, you guys are goalies. What, explain that yeah. to there's, me. There's no what? padding there. There's no padding there. So it, it hurt. Yeah, I can guarantee that it, it hurt. But if you, if you that like kind of a reaction. A chop to like the wrist or anything like that. Like just like a slight little hit that like hits nothing but your like body. Like, yeah. Especially when you're not expecting it. If it hits him right on the spine, it's just like, fuck. Like, yeah, it would buckle you. Yeah, but he, he got fucking shot. Well, yeah, if it hits you right <laughs> on the spine, what do you expect to like react? You just like turn around and be like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, playoff hockey, man. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to take your stick next time I see you and chop you right in the spine. And see, how you're doing. <laughs> see how you like it. My stick or a goalie stick? I... <laughs> no, your stick. Well, like, like you know how much force somebody can do from, like, just, like, a few inches away. Just, like, a quick little hit and, like, shit. Like, especially if you're not expecting that, like, I would probably just... Yeah. Like, uh, ah, I, still think, <laughs> I still think it was a little bit too much of a flop. It was, like, Mike Smith-esque. Yeah, it, it looked bad. I'm I'm sure that that was just kind of his natural body reaction, though. You yeah. know, um, I I will say it was good for him to to get back up and go into the crease and not just kind of lay there like an idiot. Oh, that would he be just a- kind of shook it off after he got back to the street. I think so. that would have been a completely different conversation right now if he were to stay down. Yeah, I mean, if he were to stay down, then I'd be like, all right, like it hurt, but it's not that bad. Yeah. Um. Who who is the other one? It, it's not Klingberg. It was um. Oh shit! Um, I never know how to say his it. name. Hmm. Can't remember. Yeah, whoever the other guy was, <laughs> uh, he was an absolute joke. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. What the hell was it? Like? Heiskanen? It was Heiskanen, wasn't it? Mira Heiskanen? That was not. Let's see. I put it on our Instagram. Was it Lindell? It was probably Essa Lindell. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been Lindell. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. I think it was Lindell. Anyway, whoever it was, uh, we do our research on the show, I swear. Um, (laughs) The first one, all right, like maybe you're trying to get a penalty. The second one is too much. The third one, what are you doing? Just follow. What are you doing? Ice is slippery, man. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, that was a, that looked awful. I mean, that was that was embarrassing. Really, it was it was tough to watch that go down. Uh, I I hope that he was getting shit from his teammates. Yeah. No, that's like, what are you doing, bud? Stay on your feet. Yeah. I saw like everybody's like, well, maybe uh, he shouldn't be cross checking that guy so many times. It's. Position hockey, right there. Like, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> you see people battle yeah. for position all the time. Like, no one flops that hard, though. No, no, that was terrible. Um, I think we are starting to see our first shades of a frustrated or some sort of emotion from Jordan Bennington. Yeah, because uh, he went out after uh, uh, Jamie Ben in Game Four and started swinging away. Well, yeah, he also, like, slashed somebody. <laughs> like, I think it was, yeah. like, Ben Bishop. Yeah, he, and, he, at the, at the and then got a penalty. Yeah. Like, at, at the end of the second period, it was game five, or game four. Mm-hmm. He just skates right so. out to Bishop and just 
splashes him on the back of the leg. That one I could understand Bishop going down for. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can you imagine Ben, or like not Ben, uh, Jamie Ben, just fucking going at Jordan Bennington? God. Oh my god, he would smoke I guess, him. I guess Jordan Bennington's been in a couple fights uh, down in the A. Yeah, yeah I saw, like, I saw a, like a what was it? I saw something about that. Like he was like starting fights and stuff. He uh, there was a game against. I think he was on San Antonio or whoever. It was like there's four against San Antonio. He gets lit up for like the seventh goal of the game, and he just goes after the fucking guy. He like two hands him, and then the entire team comes after him, and he's just like fucking let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw a, a link to that uh, that hockey fights website, uh, and uh, there were a couple of a uh, couple of fights on there. He actually held himself pretty well. I mean, it looks like out of his equipment, he's just kind of skin and bones. But yeah. uh, he actually held himself pretty well in that fight. So um, I guess it's kind of his personality, almost like Belfour S. But Belfour was kind of chunky anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dallas going up 3-2, uh, going back home to uh, potentially go to the conference final. Who would have thought the Dallas Stars would have a chance to go to the conference final this year? Okay, don't even say that because <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought Carolina had a chance? Who would have thought... That's true, yeah. Versus Tampa. Columbus. Who would have thought who, who that thought all that, four wildcard teams were within yeah. one to two games of going to the conference finals? So I absolutely yep. do believe that this makes sense. <laughs> But it's just kind of it's kind of crazy to think about where they were just a couple months ago. I mean, their owner came out and was talking so much mad shit about his top two guys. No, it wasn't the owner; it was the CEO. That was the CEO. Yeah, You're right. It was the business side of everything too. So, God, I have yeah. no idea what the fuck yeah, he's talking about. That's what about. you just need. <laughs> yeah, talk shit about your yeah. players. <laughs> you know he's you know he's just solely like, "Yep, this is all me. I did this. Yeah, like, this is all me." Yeah. He's like he's like the guy that like honks during traffic, and then once it starts moving, he's like, "Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I told everybody to go." <laughs> uh, I I think the big turnaround for this team though was Matt Zuccarello being added. Oh yeah, oh, we talked huge. about it a couple of times. Yeah, though he got hurt right away. Yeah, he adds so much depth to this team. He's he's so such a good player. He gives them the opportunity to play around with those lines for so much. I, they were talking about how at first it was that uh, for the first couple of games they had that line of Sagan, Ben, and uh, Radulov, while Zuccarello was on a line with Spezza and I can't remember who else was on the uh, who was on the other side. Uh, but for game four, they flipped around to where Sagan and Zuccarello were together while Ben and Radulov were together. So, I mean, that literally spreads out that well so well. Having Sagan and Zuccarello as your number two line is almost having, like, a second first line. Oh, yeah. Like, their yeah. top two so, lines I mean, there's, are so there's good. There's so much more depth that you could do with it. It makes it so much harder to, to match a line. And, and their defense is pretty good with Heiskanen and Klingberg and that's, John that's, Klingberg is such a smooth skater. Well, oh God! And then Ben Bishop is just having a sick playoff and like yeah, that team is putting it together at the right time. Yeah, 
I mean, they, well, these guys tonight's are... game six, so yeah, two it could be over. We could see two wild it could cards be over. going into the conference final. Honestly, all the wild card teams can make the conference final. <laughs> NHL would be shitting themselves, but I think it'd be fucking at great. This, at, honestly, though, at this point, it, that's where it has to be. Yeah. 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 It's going to be great. That's what it has to be. I mean, that's been the, the narrative this entire freaking time. So might as well just have it be all four of them in the conference final. Bite the bullet. So, um, but yeah. Um, I mean, any other thoughts on the, on the playoffs so far? I mean, I'm almost at a loss for words. It's been fun. Like, it's still, so like this good. entire time, I'm still like at a loss for words. I just it's, think it's just showing why hockey is just so above and beyond like a better league than some of these other leagues because it's like it's not the usual same two teams doing it, and everybody's got a chance. It's just like this playoffs is just so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, even in the the favorites by like everybody gets smoked in round one. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's definitely. It's definitely. I think I said this a couple episodes ago, though. It, this is definitely a playoff for like the true hockey fan. Mm-hmm. If you're like the casual fan that just tuned in for the playoffs, I don't think you're appreciating this or enjoying this as much because it's like you're watching these. You're like, who the hell are these teams? Or like, you know, they don't have the big names in it. So, mm-hmm. um, but regardless, I forgot who I was talking to. I think I might have been talking to somebody at work, but they were saying like, oh, you know, the first round was great and everything like that, but now it's, you know, now the second round is just not as exciting anymore. What? Not as exciting? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But, all right, should we send it over to the interview now? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. All right, uh, we're going to send it over to our interview with uh, with Brian Moore, with the Chicago Blackhawks Warriors. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are here joined by Sergeant Brian Moore uh, of the Marine Corps and uh, also with the Chicago Blackhawks Warriors joining us on the pod today. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. It's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Uh, I am super excited to uh, to talk with you today. Um First and foremost, obviously, thank you for everything that you have done for your service country and everything. I, you know, couldn't be uh, more grateful for everything that you guys have done. That's kind words, man. You don't need to say them, but it's appreciated. Thanks. Of course. Thank you. Of course. So I, one thing that I've, I kind of a weird first question, I guess, but I guess first thing uh, that I always think of whenever I speak with somebody who's either like Marines or army or something like that from Chicago is what is the national anthem like for you guys at the United center? Does it kind of carry a a totally different meaning, especially with how the fans react or. I I remember as a kid, um, my aunt taking me to Hawks games at the, uh, the stadium. And when Wayne Mesmer was singing back then and that place would go, it would be so loud. Your ears would just, they couldn't pick it all up. They would just ring. They would just hum. It was the most amazing thing. I mean, I was a kid. I was, I, it meant, didn't mean nearly as much to me as it does now, being a, being a former military member. So now, going to the United Center, a much bigger area, and it still just just gives you absolute chills, the way they uh, they get the flag waving at the end, everybody cheering. And what almost makes it even better is how much, uh, especially here by in the playoffs, 
that other cities like to dog us for disrespecting the anthem because they're standing and screaming. <laughs> no, man, I, I think it's, it's absolutely amazing. I get chills every time. I stand as still as I can and try not to tear up and watch right. my kids uh, just take it all in as well. It's, it's great. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love those anthems, man. I love okay. them. So tell us a little bit more about your uh, your your military your background. Tell us kind of how everything got started for you. Oh well, uh, so started off graduated high school. Decided uh, like every, most everybody, if you got the ability, you go to college. Uh, my folks worked hard, saved up some money to send me to college. I was a spoiled little kid, didn't know what I was doing, so I blew through some money at college and didn't know at all what I was going to do. Uh, when I stopped making grades, my parents stopped paying the bills, so. Uh, <laughs> I was living at home and not sure what I was going to do, uh, but at mm -hmm. least knew that I had screwed up and wanted to uh, kind of atone for that. So uh, on my own, I just kind of sought what I could do uh, to kind of, I don't want to say like make my family proud, but at least kind of pay back uh, the way I ran through with their hard earned money. My, my folks are blue collar family. Uh, so they didn't need to do that for me, but they did. And I just, I didn't, uh, I didn't know how much they had sacrificed. So anyway, uh, I go in and uh, I don't know what the difference between any of the branches. I just, I think the, <laughs> the, the movies that made me believe that uh, if you're going to be tough, you join the Marines. And uh, so I talked to a couple of my um, uh, family friends that had gone through different services and they said, don't, don't join the Marines. Go, <laughs> go join the Air Force and drink coffee, be in air conditioned buildings. Uh, don't, you want to march around all the time and, get yelled at, join the Marines. I was like, well, after my experience in college, maybe I need some of that. So uh, it found me in the recruiter's office for the Marine Corps. And uh, I was almost 21 at the time. So even going into boot camp, I was three three years older than most kids going into boot camp. I was the old man at at, uh, at a right 20, uh, 20 years and 10 months or something like that. So uh, that's initially how I got out of the Marine Corps. But I went in... Uh, uh, through some good advice, uh, family, friends, uh, I went in as a contract for air traffic control and anticipating doing that when I got out, which is uh, what I do now. So it was cool. a, uh, a great uh, education to help me get a job in the FAA as an air traffic controller. But at the same time, it really kind of uh, straightened me out, put my head on straight and uh, gave me a healthy respect for uh, just for what others had already done for me. Of course. That's a you're probably like a little sick out, sick workout routine you got going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, fortunately able to dial it back a little bit from uh, when I was in 15 years ago. But uh, yeah, when you got in there, it was uh, three months of uh, yeah, just working out and uh, just uh, you know keeping your nose clean, not to, not taking things personally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you play for the Chicago Warriors. How long have you uh, been playing hockey in general? All right, in general, this goes back again to my folks. My dad, I'd want to do everything my dad did. He's a big baseball guy. Uh, so we did, gosh, we played baseball nonstop. That was my only job was to be waiting at home with the bucket of balls, a bat, our gloves. He'd pull in the driveway, off we went. We played baseball until I came home. We'd come home at night after it was so dark that we basically played until I got hit in the face with the ball. And we didn't see it, you know? uh, but then I found out, I found out that my dad played hockey and he had, I don't know if I want to say he kept it from me, but this was news to me. I was like, what do you mean you played hockey? This is amazing. Uh, I had never, I had found a a hockey stick at this, the end of this dead end where we lived with people, you would dump their trash there. And I found this beat up hockey stick there one day and I brought it home. And that's something what, what started the conversation. 
And my dad basically grew up in Hammond, Indiana, where they would flood the parks during the winter and they'd strap phone books to their shins and go out there and, and play hockey. And to me, that was the NHL. I mean, that was, that's hockey. That's just, that's what, that's what you did to play. Uh, so once I found out my dad played, I just, I wouldn't leave him alone. I want to play hockey. I want to play hockey. <laughs> I was, I was kind of late getting into, getting into the game I was in. I'm honestly fifth grade uh, before I actually started playing hockey. Uh, and I was horrible. I mean, just just so far behind the curve. Even that was that would have been in like '89 or something like that. Uh, I remember like my third season. I finally made some travel team, and when I came home from the tryouts, my mom had taken me, and it was one of those classic things where I think my first step on the ice for the uh, for one of the one of the tryouts, I still had my skate guards on and you know, all that, completely embarrassed and whatnot. Uh, but when I came home and told my dad I had made like the second alternate or something, he was just looking at my mom like, "How bad is this team?" This team? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, consequently, I played for a high school in South Bend, Penn High School. They were they weren't any better. You know, we were just a bunch of you know, basically rural kids. Uh, from from some way or another, we found our way to an ice rink, and uh, they had a club team in high school that that we played. But we. Uh, there was maybe two or three guys that were decent, and the rest of us were just trying to uh, hit people hard and bring as many girls out to the games as we as we could, you know. So uh, after that, the Marine Corps. Uh, I think I played on a couple of base teams in the Marine Corps. But uh, my short stint in college, to back up a little bit, I played uh, club hockey at Ball State uh, in Muncie, Indiana, and then uh, after I got out of the Marines, I think it was just like I don't I don't know if I'm going to be playing much anymore, and uh, I bounced kind of all over the country looking for work. And then when I finally got picked up by the FA, I was up in Seattle and uh, they had a team at the facility I worked at in Seattle. So I had my folks ship my gear out and I'm playing in this, these old like Bauer 2000 skates that weighed, you know, 20 pounds or something. And these old probably coho four roll gloves or something. <laughs> and I, 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 uh, what were those famous, the 53rd, the Sherwood 5030 curve wood sticks. The old oh coffee. yeah. Yeah. The coffee. Yeah, so I was playing up there, and uh, uh, that's when I really almost started like a new love of the game. Is all these adults that some of them pick it up late in life. They just they just are drawn to it, and there's other guys that have played their whole life. And uh, from then on, it's just been beer league hockey, and that's been for I don't know, probably 15 years now. And that's really been the most enjoyable hockey I think I've ever been involved in. <laughs> mm. So when did you get with the, the Chicago Blackhawk Warriors? When did that? happened warriors was just uh this was my this last season was my first full season with them uh, i was playing hockey at uh leafs uh, ice center here in dundee uh northwest suburbs and after one of our beer league games just drinking in the bar afterwards one of the one of the guys in our league was there and we were chatting and he mentioned that one of the guys on his teams on his team plays for the warriors so we got to talking gave me the contact information i got all i did was get on their website um uh, which is, I think it's like ChicagoBlackHawksWarriors.com. And they're right on the website is a link to like basically fill out an application, if you will, for the team where all you're doing is you're telling them who you are, maybe a little bit of your history and uh, your uh, military affiliation. And then the head coach, Rick Jackman, got a hold of me right away and invited me out to one of their practices. And they practice. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. They've got a they practice out of a facility in Mount Prospect. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Practices. This is great. I show up. They got, I said, they got huh? coach. They got uh, two assistant coaches. Then they've got sometimes one time Kevin Deneen was out there running the practice. <laughs> this, is, 
this is about the coolest thing I can imagine. You know, you got yeah, all these in the front office, just like <laughs> trying to sign some Russians for the team for some reason. Who knows? That's, that's probably coming up the way uh, this last uh, Warriors tournament went. I'm sure we'll talk about in uh, in Tampa. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a great organization. Anyway, that's how I got a hold. Of it. They they just invited me to come out and skate with them, and uh, obviously it's a. I'm not going to say, obviously, I was a good fit because you guys don't know who I am at all, but it, it was, it's just it's very welcoming. It's a very welcoming group. You know, everybody out there is uh, any level. They don't, they're not going to turn you away because uh, you're a true, true bender or, and they're not going to turn you away because you play for DeKalb. I think we got a couple of guys that are, are playing in, uh, you know, a college, college, not, you know, division one college hockey, but they're playing club against other you know young 20 year olds you know and there's also 40 45 year old guys some of them we have one guy that's uh uh he's an amputee he's uh he's missing part of his leg Uh, another guy has been through gosh dozens of reconstructive surgeries after uh suffering wounds from an ied uh i mean the 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 injuries run the gamut from uh myself it's just back and knees uh and then you got other guys that are like i said they're, they're missing limbs and yeah. Nobody cares. You come out here and you love hockey. Yeah, right. We play. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I got uh, this last season's been my my first full season with them, and uh, I just can't say enough about what they do. Uh, just as far as just getting other service members together, so you're with people that uh, have a kind of a common thread just from that. And then on top of that, you know, I don't need to explain to you guys or any of your uh, podcast subscribers what how, how awesome hockey is in that same yeah. realm. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. You get like you basically have that brotherhood of like military, and then there's always that brotherhood of hockey, and then that's kind of like combined into like a super brotherhood that you guys yeah. probably. Have there. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a whole new level, really. It, it's 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 crazy, it really is. Uh, so every bit as close as you are with, uh, uh, you know, with your team and drinking beers in the locker room after the game and uh, uh, giving each other crap about you know whatever D got split that night or a uh, glove save wasn't made. Uh, we're doing the same, just branch to branch too, you know, just giving each other a hard time about our service history and, uh, and not to mention what happens on the ice. So yeah, it's <laughs> phenomenal. It's a great time. And so I was looking at the, like the roster on your guys' website. I mean, you guys got a decent amount of guys that you guys have a part of this. Do you guys like break it up in like different levels for teams or oh, healthy scratches and everything? They got practice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. legitimate, that's a legitimate concern. We uh, we don't basically we don't say no. So if you want to play, you know, you, you go put paperwork in and you come out to the practices. We have uh, certain requirements. You got to make how x amount of practices, x amount of fundraising goals, things like that to play in like the uh, like the top tier games. Like we'll have uh, Blackhawk alumni games this year during the Winter Classic. We got to actually go skate with the current team out at uh, Notre Dame the day before the Classic. So as long as you're contributing to the team uh you get to do those things uh but uh, yeah we've got like 40 some guys and four or five goalies rostered but any given saturday when we have our practices there could be you know 20 22 guys show up we understand that there's life and this isn't right this isn't 100 it you know right. some of us it, it is <laughs> uh, we understand that that's not that's a personal decision uh, everybody's got different things going on in their life so uh, you make what you can, and we try and fit you in uh, accordingly. But ultimately, yeah, we like to um, like to have what we call a red and a white team. So we'll have a, a slightly different skill set at the red level than, than the white level. Uh, but by no means is it uh, trying to keep people from, from right. playing. Yeah. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. So are you guys strictly just kind of playing tournaments every now and again, or do you guys also get together and play in a league? Do a couple of guys play in a league together? Me being out in this, there's guys that live up in Wisconsin that make the drive all the way down. Uh, wow. Me being out in the Northwest suburbs, it's difficult for me to get into town all the time to be, because most of, I'd say most of our guys uh, are more in the Chicago proper area. And so they, they do, right. a handful of them will play on different beer league teams together. But as far as the Blackhawk War, Blackhawks Warriors team itself, uh, our season, our main season, which is what everybody's main season would be, your fall winter season, um, we play in a handful of tournaments, but we also try and schedule teams, our games against uh, different fire departments, police departments, um, FBI team. We play against uh, any basic, and then we'll do any team that wants to uh, kind of turn our game into a fundraiser. I, I, uh, myself and a few other players, uh, our beer league team will host the Blackhawks Warriors, where we'll collect donations from other uh, family, friends, and other and teammates, and, well, and things like that. And we'll ask our home rink to donate the ice time so that all of our proceeds can go direct to the Blackhawks Warriors. Right. So we do a lot of just standalone games as well. Wow. Holy yeah. cow. So how can how can people who are listening to this you know interview right now, this podcast right now, how can they chip in? How can they help? I'd say just first things first is get on the website go to chicagoblackhawkswarriors.com and we're not gonna uh we're not gonna impress you with our our uh, state-of-the-art website it's it, but we are going to give you all the information you need uh to find out a little bit more about us but um mainly it's just we run solely on uh, uh funds from don- donations from area businesses and uh, individuals as well so they're a uh what's the, the 501 3c nonprofit. so it's all uh, tax deductible and whatnot but um, we're not trying to just look for a handout. So we want people to come out and, and uh, just see what we do. We at, at all of our game at most of our games, we'll advertise definitely on our website. Uh, when we have bigger um, fundraising games, we'll have signed memorabilia from Blackhawks, current players and alumni. We'll have donations from area businesses that we'll do kind of like a blind uh, raffle for uh, we'll sell uh specialty beers at our games or, or whatnot just all, all sorts of things that that you're gonna buy beer anyway so why don't you buy it why don't exactly. you buy a cool craft beer from us so that way you know the money because some, somebody has donated that beer to us so just buy that beer for five bucks from us enjoy it and uh and that money goes right back to the organization uh, so we can uh it goes to our ice time at mount prospect it goes to uh, our uniforms uh we wear uh other uh, when we go out to um uh, other fundraising events that are off ice will wear, you know, our polo shirts and whatnot. And it all goes to things like that uh, as far. And we also have a uh, staff of uh, Rich Jackman, uh, his wife, Kathy, uh, Dan Wig. Yeah. These great guys that donate a lot of their time and they travel and when and they're trying to, when they're traveling, they're, they're talking about our team. They're trying to raise funds as well. So it covers travel expenses as well. Uh, but mainly keep in mind that it's for a team of veterans that uh, gives veterans uh, a way to transition uh, back from military life to civilian life and uh, doing it in uh, in the, uh, I don't know how to explain it, I guess, but doing it in, uh, in the realm of hockey where uh, they're, they're with, again, they're with guys that went through the same types of things that they've gone through. So a lot of times in that locker room, we're not even talking about hockey. We, we might be giving right. somebody our time, but that might turn right around into actually just listening and, and remembering the kind of stuff that we went through together. Uh, and then off ice as well, that 
just the network of that brotherhood you have. I've, I've seen people land jobs while they're tying their skates. You know, uh, it's, it's just a really, really great network again. So and sum up, go to our website. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> look, look for what we're going to be playing next and come out and meet us because uh, we're a bunch of, bunch of great characters uh, that would love yeah. to just, uh, just give you a sense of, of where your donations would go to. I know you guys had a uh, table set up at the CPHL this past summer, and I, I work for the company that puts that on. So I was there every week, and it was probably one of the most popular tables that they had set up there. Um, everybody just loved your jerseys, like some of the coolest jerseys I've ever seen. Oh, With- cool, man. Awesome. Thank you. But not to just reciprocate that, but I was looking at your jerseys <laughs> uh, a couple of days ago. I was like, man, I mean, that's, sure, yeah, they have the whip of New York, but they look fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we get a lot of compliments on those jerseys. They're, uh, I, I like them. Man. That's another thing. When you put that sweater on, it is. We talk about it. You know, we're representing the uh, the Indian head. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a big deal to us. We don't take it lightly. And uh, yeah, we're very. Uh, I don't know about if proud is the right word, but we're definitely very protective of it. Oh yeah, uh, we're very happy. With it, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the uh, is it CPHO Chicago Professional Hockey? Yes. League? Yeah. So. I was at the uh, Nick uh, Fleard runs that, uh, or not as a run, but he helps out with that uh, draft league tournament. Yeah, if you're familiar with that, they had it in Chicago this year at uh, at MB, and I saw that advertisements for CPHL, and it looked incredible. At, at that time, I was just getting my toe in the pool of uh, Warriors hockey, so uh, I hadn't actually gotten over there uh, for that, but. Uh, uh, I know we do a lot of that. We'll we'll try and set up a table. Uh, we do a, whether it's at like a pipe fitters union hall or something like that, or, mm-hmm. or hockey related. Definitely, we like it to be hockey related. Uh, yeah, we definitely try and get a uh, a presence to, to to get the word out. So I, I was been in been in this area for six years now and hadn't heard of hadn't heard of Warriors and played hockey all over. So yeah, right. we definitely need to do a better job of of uh, getting out there. Well, you were saying how uh, how you guys, when you're putting that jersey on, you know you're representing the Indian head, you make it proud and everything. I feel like that's also kind of reciprocated from the Blackhawks a little bit too. I mean, you briefly touched on it before. You guys got to skate with them, you know, uh, a day before the Winter Classic. I mean, I feel like they're just excited to meet you guys as you guys are to meet them. I was blown away. Uh, they made us feel like we were the reason they were out there. Uh it rained that whole day prior to the winter classic. It was like 38 degrees or something in rain. And so we didn't get, we were supposed to be skating at the uh, outdoor rink, but they held it at the Compton family ice arena. Mm. So we get there early. And uh, I think Boston college was in town to play Notre Dame. So we're watching the Notre Dame practice. We watched a little bit of Boston college practice. Then we, uh, we go and get suited up. And when we get done suiting up, we go out and we're sitting along the glass and the Hawks are, they're, they said they're going to do about 40 minutes of their own skate, and then they're going to have us out there. And we're, I mean, right up on the glass watching these guys just do amazing, amazing things, making us feel like we should never pick up a hockey stick, you know. Uh, and then as soon as the uh, as soon as they were done running, you know, whatever drills they wanted to run, Coach Wade's was on. We're all trying to hide our shaking hands as, you know, we go out there, and these guys – Every last one of them stopped what they were doing, skated over to the door that we were coming out at, shook our hands, kind of spread out, and just chatted with us like we were beer league buddies. We did this for 20 minutes, just skated among the other, the players and coaches, and talked. And every one of them thanked us for our service 
every one of them asked us maybe a thing or two about, you know, how we got started in hockey or it was all, and it was always thanks for coming out to us. <laughs> it was insane. Be, it's going to be pretty nice when like the Hawks are pretty much going to have an outdoor game almost every year. <laughs> like, go, go ahead and hit those outdoor rigs and uh, get to skate out and like wherever it's going to be the next time would be pretty fun. Huh? Yeah. It's, I'm saying I would stay involved with this Warriors program just for just for the perks of, uh, <laughs> of, of things like that. But uh, yeah, to really at home with the with me was the the, the Blackhawks organization. It, never once did we feel like we were intruding on them or uh, we were imposing on their practice. We were made to feel like that day that time was about us. Uh, we ended up dropping like four pucks and playing this giant rat hockey i got a gopro on my helmet because I, I was like I, i'm never gonna i'm not even remembering this stuff you know i get ended up i think duncan keith tried to go around me in the corners like i don't want to obviously i'm not going to hit the guy but i'm not going <laughs> to around me right <laughs> <laughs> you know like kind of the boards i got you can hear somebody calling my name and i turn around and it's it's patrick kane feeding me a pass I and mean, it's these guys are they were fantastic not a they not a person felt that they didn't get an opportunity to talk with it to whom they wanted to talk to. And they, like I said, they were made to feel uh, like genuinely the Blackhawks wanted to, uh, to be there with us. Anybody on the Blackhawks really stand out to you, whether it was like terms of uh, conversation or like was somebody, you know, somebody you really wanted to meet? Oh gosh, man, I'm 41 years old and it embarrasses me to say that like, you know, I really wanted to meet Kane. You know, the guy, the, the struggles he went through maturing uh, were, man, oh. this guy is so stinking good and he's so much fun to watch, but he's he's such a liability right now. The guy can't, you know, I'm talking like, you know, 2010 to 2013. It's just like the guy, he's got, he's got so much growing up to do and I don't want to see him squander this potential. I don't want to see him traded away because he's, He's a bad news, bad news, a bad name in the news for the for the Hawks really, organization. Really out there, you know. And then then that story of him going, uh, was it after thirteen or fourteen? Or I'm not sure how true the story is, but he, he went over to Europe to play, but he took his mother with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. After that, he comes back, and it's business. That's it's that's all. It's just get to work. Uh, his turnaround, his transformation was. Uh, just it's just so great to see and uh, I didn't you know I'm not going to go and, and, and tell him that like he needs to hear that from me but I really just wanted to to see the guy and uh, and just and talk to him to hear just kind of hear him hear what he has to say for himself just uh, but what, what an incredible turnaround so right. I was I was thrilled to meet him but tell you what uh, Delia was amazing he was he was like a kid in a candy shop it was he <laughs> it was he, Seemed just as excited as we were, like out of place and among stars. Is kind of how uh, uh, how he felt. He just was all smiles and was cracking jokes. And I think at one point he even said, "Yeah, I'm just as excited as you guys are to be able to do this." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's been so great for him when he's just like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna be there for it." Oh hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, taking a look right now at the room that you're in, you got a, a whole mess of. of Blackhawk pictures hanging up on the uh, on the wall. So I mean, clearly you've, you know, you're a huge Blackhawk fan. Is there any specific player over the years that is your favorite player? Uh, I mean, I grew up with uh, I grew up with Chelios and Ronick, and 
uh, shed tears with the 92 team that just got destroyed by Pittsburgh. And then, uh, uh, you know, went through the, the few guys that were good through the nineties. I saw you guys had a podcast about the Naze the other day. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's gotta be Hosa. Uh, just, mm. I'm not, I'm from a blue collar family, man. I'm from a blue collar family that we just work hard. And, uh, and that's what I just saw Mary and the whole, uh, at least that's what, that was my take on him. I was like, that guy just never stops. The guy, in my opinion, you look at him and it's like, hang him up, man. Hang him up. All the, all the, all the numbers say you should be in this league. And, uh, I felt like, uh, you know, he just contributed almost all the way to the end. So yeah, this was my guy. Well, is somebody there like a big Hosa hater? Or, no, no not. It's just so sad that he just had to quit. <laughs> yeah. We all love him so much. At least once or twice a podcast, we either mention either Hosa, Jalmerson, or both. And we just, it's this is like sadness right away. Yeah. Totally yeah. brings the podcast down after that. Oh, okay. So. All right. Well, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, no, it's because of the good times. It's because of the good times. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, uh, honestly, I thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Board. Well, hold on, Paul. So we gotta, so we gotta oh. talk about the little video going around beer league talk, oh, <laughs> and you know, okay. let's see. So first off, we'll let's fill everybody in what happened. It was just a video that I don't know if Nick posted it or who posted it for beer league talk, but it's a video of what looks just like a beer league game. Guy getting. Stick near the face, just goes down, seemed kind of easy. Uh, Nick comes around and texts me and says, oh, crap, I know who that was. And <laughs> it was a little bit more than the video showed. So, um, yeah, so what happened with that? Uh, well, that uh, that was our first game in the uh, uh, B division in that Tampa uh, end-of-the-season Disabled Warriors tournament. And that whole day was nuts. Our plane, we had to debor up. We had three planes. Uh, something was wrong with the first two planes. Finally, our third plane in like six hours, seven hours later, you know, we're off the ground at O'Hare. Uh, so they pushed our game back in Tampa uh, so we could still have our first game that night. You can imagine how we were handling our time at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so we were really in not a great condition to be, uh, be given our finest in this game. But anyway, so we show up to this game and it was against uh, the D.C. team, which is uh, they're called the Beltway, uh, Beltway Warriors. And um, again, this being my first year with the Blackhawk uh, Blackhawks Warriors, I didn't know what to expect. I, I was thinking, you know, we're all fellow combat veterans, or not even combat, we're all fellow veterans, and uh, you know, this is just going to be a good. Cl- not, I don't know about. I thought clean. I, I'm, I'm naive. I thought it was going to be a good, good, clean, hard, uh, hard hockey tournament. And uh, that game, and I'm not saying that we were angels either, but that game was uh, pretty filthy from uh, from the beginning. And uh, uh, so anyway, that particular play, uh, yeah, you can see it show the video. I'm, I'm fending the guy off with one hand. And by the time I dropped that hand to make the move to the inside and after fending off a couple slashes on my arm, uh, the next one came up and it's the camera is directly, I'm directly between the camera and the stick. So yeah, it got up and uh, opened me up and I uh, ended up having to get, they wouldn't let me, play again until I went and got looked at. So I went and got looked at. They had to get big, they put, put six stitches to close it up and, you know, sore teeth, things like that. It really, uh, it wasn't nasty or anything. You know, it wasn't like it, I'm down and holding my face or anything, but you look at that video 
and it is it's bad i mean it looks like it it looks like it died i showed up the guys at work they're like yeah you slapped hard a little pirouette or something yeah i understand that it looks that way but uh, yeah so i wake up it was one morning saturday a couple weeks ago and it uh i had worked a long shift i took a nap woke up my phone's just lit up just lit up but I, I, I'm, I'm watching the link. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's why I got, you know, I hit the mouth. And I see Paulson grab some guy, and then Bash grabs another guy. And I didn't even read the tag at the bottom about uh, like auditions for the U.S. diving team in <laughs> 2020. So I'm, I'm watching it with one eye. He's asleep. I'm like, yeah, screw those guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I finally, finally read the caption at the bottom. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I see it's beer league talk. And so I get on Facebook and I just throw out a little comment on there, you know. Uh, you know, thanks for all the kind words, everybody. Uh, you know, my, apparently my dive was convincing enough. But if it wasn't, you know, I did get six stitches and some loose teeth or whatever. <laughs> See y'all, see all your real tough guys in mini, because I think there's a draft league tournament coming up in Minneapolis later this year I'm going to be at. And sure enough, Nick, like maybe 10 minutes later, Nick texts me and he's like, dude, I had no idea that it was you. <laughs> you know, what, a, what a small world. Because yeah, our editor-in-chief played, and this is what he said, he plays on the Beltway team. And so he was at that game. And initially I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. And then the more I thought of it, I was like, what a jerk. He, he was there. He was so that's that's just kind of the story of that we ended up um, we did all right in the rest of the tournament we played beltway against the championship and it was a much much better game uh it was very physical it was very good but it was clean uh, cleaner I and mean, it wasn't yeah. uh it wasn't nasty it wasn't bad at all so i don't mean to say that like i don't want to i don't think beltway snipe or beltway uh, warriors are a um a, a dirty team at all that game was just uh, it got kind of, kind of out of hand and uh but the last game was just a good, good, hard game. So, uh, still rocking yeah. the, still rocking the visor. Yeah, I am. Well, I had just gotten, I think, two new visors. <laughs> so until those get beat up, I think <laughs> <laughs> it's not my first. I mean, I might uh, should have shaved to show you. Yeah, there's, uh, there's quite a few uh, uh, stitch jobs in that chin. So I'm mean, married to four kids, man. I don't need to keep this pretty. Close. <laughs> 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 there you go. Well. Before we, we leave, I almost forgot about this one, too. We always ask our all of our guests what their favorite hockey memory is. Now, I, I'm going to go ahead and assume that, you know, it being and playing with the Blackhawks at the practice is probably up there. But is there anything else that kind of jogs your memory, like whether playing or watching or? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, my uh, I never got to play like, I never got to play hockey with my dad. I mean, he's still alive. It's not like he's gone or anything. But right. uh, uh, you know, he always supported me. And uh, uh, but he, I never I, the way baseball. Gosh, he just always practiced and always coached and always we always played. Uh, but I never got to play hockey with my dad. Um, and I've got one of my sons is just now getting into hockey. And uh, as as sad as this may sound or dopey as this may sound, I just I love taking them to hockey practice in the hopes that we're going to be doing drop-in or, or maybe even playing in a beer league uh, someday in the future. So mm. I'm hoping my fondest memory is, is yet to come. That's good. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a good answer. That was one of my favorite answers so far, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. I always remember on your travel teams, there would always be like a practice towards the end of the year that would be like, if the dads want to skate, it's like dads yeah. versus the kids, and it's like, let's go, dad. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't wait, yeah. I will say those 
those skates where it was the father versus son skates are the only times I ever actually got injured playing hockey when I was growing up because those dads <laughs> were so hard. So hard. Well, you've got to, you know, the dads aren't going to lose any respect. That that would break the whole paradigm. Full on clap bombs. And I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you guys mentioned, uh, was it Zach that was texting me, mentioned that uh, you saw our team was rostered for the uh, Oh, yeah, for the uh, Heroes League or something? Yeah, for the summer at uh, Canlin. Are you guys playing in that? Yeah, just- that's, yeah, we're going to be one of the four teams. I was looking at some of the other teams and figured out how we exactly got in there. But, <laughs> but yeah, we're looking forward to playing uh, playing you guys. Awesome. Well, definitely, uh, I've been telling these guys that uh, I was going to be on this podcast with you guys to kind of talk about that incident because a bunch of them jumped to my defense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was glad to see that. Um, so I'm definitely telling them, you guys, you got to just, I know you will, but, uh, you know, definitely spark conversations with them. They, the vast majority of them just, they'll, they'll love to talk hockey with you. Definitely. Oh. Yeah, there there was the one guy that that was very uh very much the tier defense, and I'm like taking name. Okay, don't mess with him on the ice during this tournament. So, <laughs> absolutely. Well, once again, thank you so much for uh, for coming on today, Brian. Uh, we uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, ended up actually being one of my favorite interviews I think we've done so far. So thank awesome. you so much, and I can't wait to uh, to play against you guys this summer. Oh, hey, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm not, unfortunately, I told my, I played on four teams this last fall, and my wife was just like, yeah, you're going to take some time off during the summer, <laughs> and Friday nights was one of the nights I had to give up, but uh, I'm going to see when, when when the guys are playing you guys, I'm going to, I'm gonna definitely going to try and get down there. Awesome. Yeah, look oh. forward to meeting you in person. Well, I had me dying on the way home. I was listening to the podcast. How did you, who was it that didn't know a wagon had four wheels? Oh, God. Oh, my God, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> that was yeah, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. You want to explain yourself? Like, you guys, like, these guys know a lot about hockey, but then they don't know the <laughs> So it's not too intimidating. I yeah, guess. yeah. Come on, Tanner. Let's. You want to explain that one at all? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing. No. <laughs> Maybe a beer or two. Tanner came on. Uh, Tanner came onto the podcast uh, right before that, and he goes. I just want to tell you guys, I did go to the Cubs game today in the afternoon, so I'm just trying to recover right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what to expect. Yeah. yeah, a lot of guys show up to hockey games like that. You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, thank you so much, Brian. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. Right, you Bye. too. All right, thank you to uh, to Brian Moore for uh, for coming on and uh, and talk with us. He is. Um, he was one of my favorite interviews. I know I said it in the, in the interview there, but uh, that was super cool to be able to talk to him. So really appreciate, uh, appreciate him uh, him coming on and being able to talk with us for a while. So and I'll toss um, a link up to their site on all the like the social media and stuff when we put this episode out. Yeah, so you guys go check sure. out their stuff. And if you have the means or if you see the, um, you're near where they're playing a game, go check it out. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So, uh, but yeah, that is about it for us. This was episode number 57, the uh, TBR, hashtag uh, RIP, I guess, out four to six months. Surgery. What's up? Uh, Surgery on the shoulder. 
but yeah, this was the uh, the TVR. So thanks for tuning in for uh, for Poets and Jerem and Tanner. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out, yeah. uh, Bye. Follow the boys on Twitter at WCB Podcast, on Instagram at WCB Podcast, and like them on Facebook, the Windy City Badgers Podcast.